This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the Blues Focus podcast for this special live episode. Uh, I do apologise for the intro. I'm not entirely sure what's in going on. Um, I, <laughs> I have just realised why. It's because I've actually got my tab playing in the background. So apologies for that. Uh, just sort of getting used to all the live stream stuff. Uh, but tonight joining me as usual is Jamie and Sam. Good evening, lads. How are we? Good evening. Yeah, well, is it a good right. evening? <laughs> Yeah, we're not really sure. Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting day for Blues, of course, uh, with the news coming out this morning about uh, John Eustace departing from the club officially, uh, with speculation that Wayne Rooney may be taking over in a club statement issued this morning at, I think it was about uh, 12 o'clock or sometime around that time there. Um, The club have issued a statement saying, with with this in mind, Birmingham City has today parted company with head coach John Eustace. He departs after 15 months in charge, having helped to stabilise and strengthen the club on the pitch following his appointment in July 2022. Uh, so with your uh, thoughts and your um, opinions ready to go, Jamie, let's come to you first. Uh, your immediate reaction after the sacking today? Just pure shock. Like, don't get me wrong, there was murmurs. We all knew something was happening, but I just... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it anymore. I've gone from anger to, all right, trying to accept it to being fuming about it. As for, the way I see it is, if Eustace wanted to go, I understand it completely. However, if we have just fobbed him clean off, like that's that's a different issue altogether, isn't it? Like, did they make the decision a week ago? They bloody must have, because there is no way you sack anyone after two straight wins either. But. What do we know? We don't work for Birmingham City. We don't have any insight with that kind of stuff. So we just have to accept it and really see what happens now, don't we? Sam, do you agree? Well, I mean, it's, there's never a normal Birmingham, Birmingham day, is there? We've seen like all these things happen in the past with sackings. And, you know, I've seen a comment there about us shooting it at least in the foot. And it's just like crazy. But got all these thoughts going around in your head and you just don't really know what to think of it all because I'm sure that there was a lot of Birmingham fans you know start of the season seeing all the signings come in thinking like right okay we're gonna have a real go with it 
then obviously the owners have put out these statements and that before the season starts and we look like a real sort of united front but making a decision like this i'm sure we'll get on to it but it's it's a serious risk isn't it it's is a real serious risk if it doesn't work out then there's going to be a lot of uproar if it does work out then well who's to know what's going to happen in the future but it's really interesting times at Birmingham mm. yeah it's a bold decision like you say um I feel like this has probably definitely come from the board really it's uh it felt like as if there was because obviously there was rumors coming out about Eustace being potentially on his way out even before this sacking happened um uh before it was before it came to light in the um uh I think it's the Huddersfield game before sometime then um but yeah with Wayne Rooney in charge he's, uh, with Wayne Rooney sorry with Wayne Rooney in the uh, main man in the running uh Jamie you've not been happy with the idea of this appointment since it first surfaced um we've had plenty of chats off camera about this and everything but what is it perhaps you're most worried about appointing Rooney um he's unproven for a start I'm sorry like he's had two two real teams that you can think of which is Derby County don't get me wrong Derby were pretty much in the bin the moment he walked in but I mean he's just he's mutually left the MLS and he hasn't done great there I mean we're talking about one in a team with a minute winning mentality the man's got, I think, a win ratio of twenty-seven percent in management. Like, are we, are we all right? Like, that's that's not a winning mentality to me. I'm sorry. I'm really hoping that I'm wrong here, and I'm really hoping this isn't a row at two point because that's the mm. feeling I'm getting. And I'm hoping that you know these this board have done nothing but good things so far. So I'm hoping, and I'm gonna have to back it and see what happens. But the worry is we've got a horrific run of fixtures coming up after this international break. Absolutely horrendous. So <laughs> it's the worst time to do it. You know, like, it, it, I, I, yeah, what's the mentality going to be from Rooney? Balls to the wall, just go for the attack, like, and hope for the best. Because unless that's what they want, they just want free flow attacking football. Cool, do it, whatever. But I can't, I can't think or speak on it anymore because my head is gone about it. Yeah, I'm not, in, I, I'm not entirely sure what his style of football is. I haven't watched it over the time. Uh, I do know that his record as a manager isn't perhaps the best. Um, but I suppose that it's the ambitions that the board and the club are looking to improve on in the future, um, which le- leads me to my next question, actually. Uh, Sam, I mean, obviously the owners, people like Tom Wagner and Gary Cook have been clear about bringing in world-class personnel to the club. Um, we've seen some great appointments, you know, in Tom Brady, uh, Hope Powell, uh, Gary Cook himself as well. You know, that's really got the fans on board. It's really made them excited. Obviously, with all the things that have been going around the ground and everything, and even some of the new players as well. But in your opinion, if Rooney is the man to take over, is he a world-class appointment? Is he that level just yet? A lot of these words are being thrown about, aren't they, about, you know, this world-class environment, world-class mentality. And, you know, the names that you mentioned there about Hope Powell, what she's done in the women's game, fantastic, you know, having managed England, and I'm sure she'll be a fantastic asset to the women's team. Having Tom Brady on board, you know, someone that has done it all in American football is probably one of the biggest sports names in the world. And with Wayne Rooney, they're looking at the name. The name is fantastic, of course. You know, what he's done in England shirt, all-time top Man United goal scorer. He's done a lot on the pitch. But in terms of management, it's a whole different story, isn't it? And for that reason, I just think it's a massive gamble. They do want to build this environment of, you know, got to be a winner, got to be this, got to be that. And Rooney's done so much in his career, right? And it's now down to him to sort of deliver his ideas to the players and that and create this winning environment. He's got players on board. Um, well, sorry, uh, coaches on board that look to be, you know, winners in the case of Ashley Cole and John O'Shea, players that have 
you know, won big trophies in their lifetime. And they've obviously looked at this whole situation and gone, right, these are the people we want associated with the club. But in terms of a tactical style and, you know, his way of playing, we're just not sure, are we? And that's why we think it's such a massive gamble because we're just not sure. Yeah, entirely. Uh, uh, does his playing record, does his playing career have an impact in his managing career? Um, well, I think it's that thing of obviously being in the dressing room, right, with managers such as Sir Alex Ferguson in his time, he, he was a winner and having sort of heard him in the dressing room, he would have lots of sort of say in terms of what he's learned from someone like that. But carrying that out yourself, it's just such a different question, isn't it? And I just think, you know, with, with the gamble that this has taken and he, he's, he's a good player on the pitch, of course, but I mean, my word, it's it's just a huge gamble, isn't it? And um, with really sort of the ideas that he has in his mind, are we going to be where we are right now, sort of in a few months time when there's a few changes at the club? I'm not sure because it seemed like with Eustace, we were building something up, but with Rooney, it could all come crashing down. Yeah, entirely. Uh, we are live, just to remind you. Uh, we will be reading out some thoughts, some opinions from you guys. Get your questions in for us as well. Uh, hopefully, we'll be getting a few people on to come on to the recording itself. Um, so, yeah, get your comments in and everything. Uh, Jamie, uh, what was it about Eustace that you really liked about him? Because, obviously, he did have his moments. He did feel like he was perhaps not in control, as he probably should have been. Um, we've obviously mentioned on this podcast, even as a couple of games ago, really, how he should have been performing better, playing better style, and he should have been getting the best out of players because obviously that Norwich performance was pretty much a telling sign for him, really, and that he needed to be more offensive. So, you know, what did you make to him as a manager at Blues? I mean, I liked him. Like, I like... The issue is, like, he was young. It was his first job outside of the Football League, weren't it, before he came to us? Like, obviously, he had jobs at QPR, but he was, like, second in command, weren't he? Whereas, like, this was his first proper, like, he's in charge... And he was young as a manager. You could see last season, it was a difficult kind of thing for him, making ch- changes, you know, learning from his mistakes. And he grew on us. He did. like, And he brought that connection back with the fans and the players. And that's the thing for me is it wasn't just, you know, he did all right. He finished 17th. in, And we all seem to forget that we were Bucky's favourite to go down last year. People hate it when we say that, but we were. We were, according to every betting poll, we were in the bin. So he came in, he had not a lot to work with and he made the best out of what he could, in my opinion. He tried his best, he brought a connection back and he genuinely cared, genuinely cared about this club. And you can see that. Like People can say, oh, he probably didn't and that's okay. But, you know, I felt connected to my football club for the first time in over 10 years properly. Like, and that's what he brought back to me as a fan. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a sentimental loss more than anything as well. really sentimental like when you won a game you were buzzing that your team won but you're also buzzing for that guy because you could see how much it meant to him that's the thing yeah uh so we've got a couple of things we've got a couple of uh comments couple of uh, opinions and questions coming in uh matthew butler says eustace was never going to get us into the playoffs so saying finishing lower than six with rooney a failure is a non-starter uh we are only three points off 15th hard fixtures to come um, also, we've got uh, Daryl Arnold, significant managing, managerial down, uh, downgrade. I accept the US investors know fuck all about football, but why antagonise and alienate supporters? I mean, he does make a good point in terms of that. Um, it, it's not really the fans' opinion, is it, that to get rid of Eustace at this time and then bring in Rooney? Because obviously, we were talking about um, 
well, we're talking about like obviously Eustace as a manager and then Rooney as a manager, and obviously it's the wrong time. Um, but obviously, let's flip that question. So if it is the right time, I'll come to you for Sam for this, because um, obviously Eustace has won two games off the bounce. You know, what's Rooney got to do in these next few games now? I think a big thing is the sort of attacking mentality, isn't it? That's what these owners want. That I, I saw in their statement, they put out a um, statement, obviously addressing the sacking and that. And they said about a no fear approach or something. It was no fear playing style, those sort of words. And um, that's something that they'll be looking for in the next few games, because I guess with Rooney as a player, you knew obviously as a striker, he loves to score goals and... Um, I'm sure that's the sort of mentality that you want to translate to his players about, you know, always looking for the goals and everything. So I'm sure they want, you know, this champagne football or whatever. And um, it's just a thing that they'll be looking for goals in the next games, sort of not looking to settle for a point, going for all three. I think that's one of the things they're sort of looking to translate onto the players about, you know, not settling for one point, going for all three. And I suppose it's something that they've spoke to Rooney about in talks where, he's obviously got his own ideas in their head and then the owners are going, right, okay, we agree with this. And that's how these talks have come about. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Actually, yeah. um, question uh, from a uh, question from Anthony Bork. If Rooney was in the plan, how long was this thought of and who actually brought the players in that we have? Um, I suppose that's sort of talking about the ownership and the board and everything. Um, I, I suppose from the talk of the investments uh, from the board as investors that it might be a decision that Gary Cook has made obviously with him um, stating quite a lot of times in the interviews that he's done with Blues TV talking about getting in world-class personnel obviously as Tom Wagner um, but yeah there's more to talk about in that Uh, let's have a look at else Uh, yeah there's also other talks of Graham Potter as well do you guys want to talk about that for a little bit what do you you make of that is it too far of too far for that one is it i can see jamie laughing <laughs> do, you want, do you want me to have this one somewhere you got this one no go for it jamie go for it i mean i will celebrate till the end of the week if we get graham potter i think he's i think chelsea was obviously what happened at chelsea happened but you can't deny that that man would would be incredible do i think there's a chance no but you know in the madness of the pull of having tom brady in your football club you never know anymore like football's crazy, we you know we've just sacked the manager when we're sick from the league. So what do I know? What does anyone I just know? Did a comment? More chance of Harry Potter. Facts, <laughs> unfortunately, correct. Like it is what it is, isn't it? Like I just you know it'd be great. It's the dream, isn't it? Like but there's there's two things that would happen here. It's going to be Rooney or it's going to be an absolute mental sign out of nowhere. Like someone written there, I saw Neil Warnock. I'm you know what for the banter I'd have it. I'd absolutely have it as well. Give me Warnock. Why not? Why not? I want to see Djokovic go back to his prime. <laughs> Love it. We're not out of the bands here, are we? <laughs> no, man. Uh, we've got uh, got our first guest on the evening. We've got Mark Watson from the uh, Fat Lads yeah. Going Gold podcast. Uh, so, good evening, Mark. How are you? Living the dream, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, what's your first impressions of Eustace being sacked? We'll get on to Rooney in a second, obviously the rumours, but your thoughts on Eustace's sacking? Uh, meh, I suppose, um, is my honest answer. Um, I don't know if I'm opening myself up to an argument with some people here, but meh. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know how or when Eustace turned into Jose Mourinho overnight that mm-hmm. we cannot afford to lose this man. But it's news to me. Maybe I'm, I'm the one wrong, but I don't quite get the 
the mass um, hysteria over Eustace going because we won two games in a row. Is it because we've won two games in a row, do you think? Uh, potentially, yeah. But then if if that's if that's our bar, Jesus Christ, that's a low bar. <laughs> so you definitely think that we can improve with Eustace, without Eustace, sorry? Uh, I mean, anyone can improve and anyone can get worse, can't they? It's just, I don't know where this whole, <clears throat> excuse me, if you want to move on to sort of the Rooney thing, Mm-hmm. This this theory that Rooney will only take us one way. Why? Rooney's mm-hmm. got no proven track record. Well, neither has Eustace. I don't mm-hmm. get why we we all like Rooney is the second coming of Hitler, and <laughs> Eustace has turned into Jose Mourinho overnight. Maybe it's <laughs> me. Maybe I'm like blind to it, but I don't get it personally. What's your thoughts on Rooney as the manager? Then who knows? To be honest with you, mate, who knows? Because he had Derby, where they had massive financial issues so i like when that happens again to us that's not gonna be a shock to him um he had to <laughs> yeah, play half sure. the youth team they had loads of injuries such as we have now had they not got the 21 point deduction they'd have finished above us that season and we're touting that as a failure when they arguably did a lot better than us then he went to dc united and i'm not a big follower of the mls but my understanding is he also inherited another crap team with issues behind the scenes and he didn't manage to turn them into the next Man City as well, shockingly. <laughs> but based on that and nothing else other than the fact that it, it's a meme to hate Wayne Rooney, we decided that we're now going to be in a relegation battle because a bloke who's won two games in a row and nothing before that um, has now gone. Mm-hmm. So in terms of what actually tipped him over the edge in terms of um, perhaps his managerial role at the club... Um, was it his style of play, do you reckon? Obviously, we're speculating here, but uh, what could perhaps be Use his this, Yeah, so if you look at the players we've signed, so we've got we've got Laird, we've got Stansfield, we've got Miyoji, Koji Miyoshi, we've got Anderson, we've got all the, like Buchanan, these players that want to get forward and attack. There has been a clear recruitment drive to get fast physical players. Yeah, they might like fall over and snap their legs four times a season, that's another issue. That's why we could afford them. Um, mm. But the drive is hit them hard, hit them quick. Let's take the game to them. So then when we go to Norwich, who've just got absolutely tanked and embarrassed by Plymouth, why are we then sitting back saying, oh, no, oh, we can't attack Norwich. Oh, they used to be in the Premier League. We've got to steer clear of Norwich. No, we haven't. Let's take it to them. Every single team in this league, barring maybe Leicester, is completely beatable, fully mm. beatable. But not when you're set up like we've set up in some of these games the, yeah. the the whole in the statements where they say they want to play with no fear my opinion we have been playing with fear and i would be willing to bet they've said to john used to start the season these are the players we've got you this is how we want to play go out there and show us you can do it is it weird to sack him this far into the season perhaps maybe they should have done it day one but they mm-hmm. didn't and they gave him a chance and he hasn't lived up to their expectations that's for mm-hmm. them to argue of course, yeah. Is there shades of Rowett, though? Do you feel like this might have been Not even close, Tommy K. Not even close, the ketchup kid. Not even close. Do you know why it's not even close? <laughs> look, at, look at the squad difference. Look at what Eustace has been playing with compared to what Rowett's been playing with. Rowett had a sixth with some bang average players. We are currently sixth with some very good players. Mm-hmm. It, it's a two different squad. Do you think... Rowett would have got this. Um, Eustace, sorry, would have got Rowett's squad to sixth. 
yeah it's a good point you raise actually because obviously we did have players who were (laughs) we did have players who were not proven premier league ability really because we've got players who are like ethan laird tyler roberts players who've played there john ruddy as well as experienced as he is you know we did have similar players you know we did have thomas kushak we did have paul robinson um but with the some of the more standard players that we keep in the squad you know the difference is there and I feel like obviously coming off the back of just a mass investment from the club as well they will want to be having that I feel like I feel like you're on side with the owners in the way that they want to push the club forward and try and strive for those big ambitions quite immediately the the thing kind of yeah I mean everyone who gets new owners you're going to get a new manager at some point and unfortunately all due love and respect to Eustace it's not a sexy name it's not a prem name, unfortunately. Whether, whether that matters, it, well, you can argue about that till the cows come home. The owners have come in and they want a sexy name. And yeah, BSHL tried it with Zola and they failed massively. But mm-hmm. the owners haven't put a single foot wrong yet. So why mm-hmm. are we just assuming that, oh, we get rid of the owners, get rid of Gary Cook, get rid of this, that and the other, tear it all apart, burn it down. It's a different kettle of fish. It's a different ball game. These owners know what they're doing. They're surrounding and filling the club with winners, with the Tom Brady's of the world, the Gary Cook, who's done it at Man City. You've got Tom Wagner, who's won in the financial world. You've got Stephen Knight, who's won in the entertainment world. Wayne Rooney, who's one at the top level. They're, they're trying to build this ethos of not accepting... Non, I don't know if I'm swearing on here, so I'm trying hard not to. They're trying to build oh, this, all the time, go for good, <laughs> this character of not being fucking shit every single bloody year, which we have been for years and years and years. And if that means getting rid of a John Eustace, I'm very sorry. I don't want to see any person on this planet lose their job. It's not for me to take food off another man's table. But unfortunately, you're in the world of football and they want a proven winner in there. John, Wayne, maybe Wayne Rooney isn't in the managerial side, but he certainly is in the footballing side. And he's got that over Eustace, if nothing else. Now, I'm not pro Rooney and I'm not anti Eustace, but I am anti social media meltdowns over minor issues. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Rooney's footballing career plays into his managerial career because obviously he's had a fantastic career in his England national obviously he was England top scorer right up until Harry Kane beat it very recently do you think that will play a part in perhaps some of the signings made that he might make I do think that if he can't get Scott Hogan scoring then the guy should just hang his boots up at that point Um, (laughs) but if I'm someone like Stansfield I'm thinking I'm going to learn everything I can off this bloke now um, if I'm a midfielder looking at, at Wayne Rooney lead, leading the charge, like that is the man I wish I could play with. Well, what can I learn from him on the training pitch instead? As I say, it, it might not be the be all and end all his career, but it certainly helps. And he certainly knows a lot of people in the footballing world. The fact that he's, I mean, it should say allegedly because it hasn't been announced yet, but who are we kids and it's going to be him. The fact that it's going to be John O'Shea as well. The fact that it's going to be Ashley Cole, like various winners across various teams in various competitions with various expertise it's not just Rooney's who else is coming and if this is the step forward what do I know about football mate nothing I don't know why you've had me on here I'm fucking clueless but the people that do know are appointing these people and at some point you've got to go you know what nothing has worked for 10 years let's see what happens with this so what is your predictions so you make a for the season then Oh, we'll get battered and get a relegation battle, mate, with Birmingham City. That's what we do. <laughs> 17th, here we come. Um, no, I, I think with this squad, I mean, it all comes down to injuries, doesn't it? We are where we are because we've got the players who are capable of getting us there. 
But I mean, how many we've got out now? We've still got six or seven out. I, I keep forgetting Tyler Roberts even exists. Um, but I think we've, we've seen, Very we seen him at all yet. Like, yeah. We have but seen then, him, yes. But that's how we got these players because no one else would take a chance on them because they can afford not to. We couldn't afford not to. The financial fair play will cripple us. We've got to get these people in. But when mm. they're on the pitch, my God, you got Laird and Anderson, you got Bakuna and Buchanan. It's terrifying. You got Miyoshi up the middle, you got Bielik and Sunich holding. Stansfield looks like a future superstar. We're a terrifying squad when they're all fit. Mm. Eustace got them there, but th- this whole. So sorry to go off on a tangent. I don't want to take all your time, but I, I've I've seen this, this statement that Eustace has transformed the club and transformed. He's transformed this. Who has he transformed, lads? Of the players we've got, which one do you point at and go? He's been different since Eustace came here. Over to you guys. Go on. Sinic. I'd say Ivan Sinic for one. Would you say it's because of Eustace, or would you say that's going to Germany? Um, I think I know it's a difficult where... question, really. Yeah, I think it's one of the things where, you know, Eustace with the players that he had, the ones that he signed on loan, you know, your Beelix, your Sandersons, you know, getting long in January. I think these players have come back for Eustace's project. And I think they've been, you know, some of our star players this season. And I think there's completely, you know, points that you make, Mark, where it's just, you know, about some of these players and like they're absolutely terrifying to play against completely, you know, completely. And I think, you know, the last two games he scored seven goals. And um, in terms of the league season, only Leicester have actually conceded less goals than us this season. So it's one of the things where obviously you look at like everything that's going on and you think like, what is Rooney going to do that Eustace hasn't done already? Do you think a different manager would have given us different results this year so far? Um, Are there any moments where you can go, you know what, Eustace called that right. If he hadn't made this sub or done play this tactic this formation we wouldn't be where we are now yeah i i completely get your point i think there's times in the season you know where we went on that run where we went six unbeaten uh, six without winning all competitions i think then there was you know some members of the blues fan base that were saying like is eustace the right man so it's not a thing where everybody was unanimous in saying that eustace was the right man throughout the whole of the season and there were definitely games where he did get it wrong i think there were instances, I think, where he got it right. But yeah, I'd say it's, it's balanced between right and wrong. And it's one of the things with Eustace where I think the more he was sort of going on as Birmingham manager, the more he was learning about the game and sort of growing with the team as well. And um, it's one of the things where now that's sort of cut apart. Rooney's come in, he's going to have his own ideas, but it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out and just hopefully, you know, it goes in our way. Yeah, it, it, it comes across as if I'm pro-Rooney, anti-Eustace, and I'm not. I promise you I'm not. I'm, I'm actually not arsed either way. If Eustace would have stayed, then hey-ho, we roll on. I, I'm really not. I'm just trying to put the the sort of opposite spin on things because all I've seen so far is a meltdown, and I'm just trying mm. to th- throw in a few like devil's advocate questions perhaps to yeah. say, you know what? It's not the end of the world. It's not Zola 2.0. It's mm. not Row It's All Over. It's, it's just not. It's not. Maybe in six months' time, I'll come in there and go, I'll tell you what, lads, I fucked up on that live stream, didn't I? <laughs> I said some stupid stuff on there, boys. And maybe I will, and, and that's my cross to bear. And maybe the, the owners will come out and go, you know what, I probably shouldn't have sat Eustace when he's managed in Rangers in the Champions League final. But we just don't know, do we? And at this point, I think our access to managers is a very meh mid-pool. And I think both Eustace and Rooney are in that meh pool, except Rooney might sell a few shirts. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah, there is a there is that obvious 
obviously there is that side of it as well. So he's obviously a big name. They're getting him big, and they're getting big names to come and help him with John O'Shea and Ashley Cole. So there is that uh, there is that aspect, I suppose, which um, they will keep in mind because they've obviously gotten the big guns with um, undefeated as well, haven't they? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, it's it's the American way of doing things, and we've cried out for new owners and <coughs> someone to care and all that for God knows how long now. This is what we asked for, and this is the future of football in general. This is why the Americans are getting involved. If you've got any interest in American sports like NFL and whatnot, it is big on names. So it, this will alienate 90% of your audience, so I apologise. Uh, there is a tight end place for the Kansas City Chiefs called Travis Kelsey. He's just asked going out with Taylor Swift. All they show on the NFL Network is Taylor Swift because mm, they're just obsessed with celebrity and name and and yeah, it doesn't do anything for KC. They were brilliant before. They're brilliant now, Taylor Swift or not. But it, it's that. It's how do we bring a predominantly working class, I suppose, middle-aged man sport into the household of families. And they use celebrity to get into it and get advertisers in. And it's all part of the big game. And that's what football is these days. It's a business and it's an entertainment industry, not... Uh, stress release on a Saturday. <laughs> well, it is definitely for us fans, yes. <laughs> so, Mark, can I ask you a quick question? Of course you can. Sweet. So, my issue is, is let's say, and I'm not saying Eustace will do any better, you've seen the run of fixtures we've now got coming up, but if Rooney loses his first three games, we're going to have an absolute explosion here on social media. That's my, that's my fear now, looking at it, is there's going to be an absolute ballistic show on there, surely. Who's our first game back after the Middlesbrough away? Middlesbrough. Okay, so when Middlesbrough score within five minutes, you'll see that meltdown anyway. (laughs) When we go 2 0 up against Middlesbrough and Middlesbrough end up equalising in the 80th minute, you'll see that meltdown. You are going to see that meltdown because this is the social media world. But you know who doesn't care about that meltdown is Wagner and Knighthead. They don't care. All these people are, I'm not going to turn up at the games anymore. All right, don't. Wagner in his mansion in like New Hampshire or wherever it may be. He's not asked, lads. He's really not asked because, and it's the same arguments that we've had with the um, European Super League. It's football and the world is global now. The world is closer now than it ever has been before. Mm-hmm. And they have to try and appeal to these kids on the streets of Barcelona who are looking for an English team to follow. And you know what? Maybe that's us. These kids in DC who've seen Rooney, they might have different opinions of him now based on his managerial career. But you know what? He's linked to Birmingham. Tom Brady linked to Birmingham. That's that's their bigger picture. Unfortunately, I hate it and I hate to say it, but we are kind of a smaller picture now. And it's horrible, but we benefit because we get to see better football if it all works out like it did at Man City. A, A smaller picture? What do you mean by that? So... A smaller picture. So the, the they 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 they've been quite clear about the Knighthead plan to take us global, haven't they? Um, the whole the building in the new stand, stadium at, at Wales, allegedly, mm-hmm. we all know it's going to happen. The fact that Wagner is so interested in HS2, that's not an accident. He wants HS2 built. He wants it up to Manchester because he wants Knighthead's fingerprints all over the city. So when these businesses come in, who's there waiting to greet them with open arms? Mr. Tommy Wagner. There's no accident getting Stephen Knight on board. Yeah, he's a Blues fan and it's it's great connections. But also, Peaky Blinders is massive in America. None Mm -hmm. of this is is accidental. They are 
undefeated. I've never bloody heard of them. Obviously, Blues fans now claim that, oh, yeah, we knew undefeated from day one. Not me, mate. Never heard of them. Still bought a hat for 60 pissing quid. <laughs> but that that's that's the thing. It, you suddenly, on social media, you're seeing on undefeated's Instagram page, pictures of Birmingham City and the Americans getting involved. And, oh, I'll start following Birmingham now because that is the bigger picture. Us local fans are a small chunk of a larger puzzle going forward. Not now, not currently, not today. But in 10 years' time, if this pays off, and it's a huge if because to use to say Birmingham City and Manchester City in the same sentence is ridiculous at this point, but it's mm-hmm. important to have goals. If that pays off, we are just going to pale into um, insignificance, really, which is I know it's horrible, but it is also the reality of global sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fascinating, Mark. Thank you very much for coming on. I thought that was great. You came up with some great opinions there, great thoughts and everything. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for coming on, spending cheers a little Mark. bit thank on you. this. Yeah, man. Yeah, cheers, pleasure. Man. Cheers, boys. No problem, man. Thank you very See much. You <laughs> awesome. Uh, we've got another guy on the line. Uh, we got Josh, who's uh, just a fan, getting him on. Uh, Josh, can you hear us, mate? Yeah, can you hear me? Can do yep. indeed, mate. Uh, your immediate Welcome. reactions, please, on John Eustace's sacking. Uh, a bit like Mark, I'm a bit up and down with it, to be fair. I, I, I saw it come in when all the rumours came out last month. Uh, obviously, we were on a bad run at the time, but I think I read someone on Twitter earlier where they were talking about this was all put in place before Huddersfield. And you can't sit there and be like, how can you give a manager a week and then have two good runs and then get rid of him like this? I think it's just out of the blue. It feels a bit forced, to be fair. And I think, I think they've gone around it the wrong way. Okay, yeah. So, it was it... Was it deserved? Was it unfair for Eustace? What's your opinions on that? I think you look at last season and we we finished 17th and we had a good season and whatever. And we've had a really good start to this season. But I just don't think he's the manager to take us to the Prem. I mm-hmm. think we need someone with a bit more of a promotion experience. I, I, personally, my opinion is I'll, I'll back Rooney if he comes in or Potter or whoever comes in, but I don't think Rooney's the right person to take us up either. I think, like, like it's been said quite a few times, it's just a big name to bring in. But we need to be ideally looking at someone that in their leagues they've got promotional experience. Look at Leeds when they were mid-table team for years. They brought in Marcelo Bielsa, who had promotional experience, and they turned into a Premier League team. You look at Potter, yeah, he didn't have much experience, but look what he's now done with Brighton in the future. I feel like he'd be a good person to bring in. He knows the club, but is that going to be ideal in 10 years' time? Are we going to be looking back and going, oh, yeah, look, Potter come in and did that, or are we going to be looking, Rooney did that? Mm-hmm. It's just a bit of a... I just, I don't think it's the right way of going around. I don't think Rooney's the right person, but I'm not going to sit here and be like some of our fan base and be like, I'm not going to support him. If he's yeah. in a Blues if he's in a blues tracksuit, he's in a Blues tracksuit, I'll support him. But Yeah, of course, yeah. So is he... Well, obviously, when you say that Rooney's not the right fit, uh, obviously now Eustace has parted ways with the, with the uh, business. Have you got anybody in mind who you perhaps think should be taking over rather than Rooney? Uh, I, I was speaking to someone at the Baggies game and I'd have had Ralph Hassan, the mm-hmm. Southampton manager. I'd have had someone like him come in because his philosophy, the players that we've got and the way that he played that Southampton team, I think he personally would be able to come in with us and be a completely different make. Him or someone like Jesse Marsh, I know he didn't do that while it leads, but I've seen it seen his playing style and the players we've got suit them kind of managers. I've just had a look online and I've seen Rooney's won two games since the 27th of July. And that's a manager coming well, that's what the owners are looking at as a manager bringing in and going, Oh yeah, he's gonna bring fear. 
They said in their statement they want to bring someone in that's going to show fear to the opponent teams and bring in a strong intent. And you've won two games in three, four months. It, could it's, that, it's not correct. Could the Rooney thing be to you uh, something like just as a big name or is it something that they've looked into and think he's got a bright future ahead of him? What's your personal opinion on bringing him in? Uh, I think it's, uh, as Mark mentioned, obviously he's been over in uh, DC United. I think that's pure basis of he's now known in America and the owners have always said we want to make Birmingham City a brand. And I think that's whole part of the brand. Bring someone that's now big over here, big in America. It's going to bring a lot of people, a lot of talk in social media, papers, TVs, news outlets. And I think that's all it is. And I think I just think it's a mockery of the club, to be fair, to bring someone like that. And if he's coming in and he generally is coming in to do a good job and not just this exposure, fair play, back it. But I, I just can't see it myself. Mm-hmm. What can you see Rooney doing if he does come into the club? Hopefully getting Hogan scoring and getting someone like that. But I think, you know, back in, like someone said earlier, Derby, it weren't his fault. You look at how poor that club was run. And obviously they were close to the point of not being a club and he did the best he could with them. I think he comes in and he gives it his all and he'll give it a good go. Uh, I'm not sure about the John O'Shea and Ashley Cole coming in. I know Ashley Cole mm-hmm. got, was a good, great player, great let defender, and he can help the defence. Obviously, we don't really need it. We've got one of the best in, in the league. But he's also hot-headed. I've seen a few videos that have circulated recently regarding him getting sent off on, a, on an England bench as a manager. And you don't need players like that coming in, off the pitch especially. Um, but if he's bringing in the right team that are going to get the defence solid and get the attack going and scoring goals and keep us up in them playoffs, then... It's what we need. We need to, they said it before, we need to wake the giant and the giant's now awake and we now need to keep it going. There's no point keeping it going to then fall back on something stupid and ridiculous like this and go downwards. It needs to be a steady forward ship and keep going that way. Mm-hmm. Wonderful then, Josh. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, jo- guys, Cheers, Jamie, Josh. Jamie, did you have something just to ask then? No, it's like, I'm... I'm literally <laughs> just clicking through Birmingham City FC to make because knowing us they'll drop like the new manager. So I was just double checking that nothing had been dropped. <laughs> they oh, said they'll announce it in a couple of days, didn't they? They were talking about oh it'll yeah. be announced over the next couple of days. Next few it days, be. yeah. It's already mm-hmm. in place. It's been in place. I reckon Eustace was sacked Friday. I read. So someone, I read four said, o'clock yeah. yesterday. Someone said to me four p.m. Apparently yeah. yesterday he was told he's gone. Yeah, I saw some earlier on, on Twitter, someone was saying that if you watch the video closely of him celebrating Gardner's goal, he's actually yeah, yeah, shouting yeah. to the fans. When he's pointing at the fans, he's shouting back the board. So he knew it was coming, and I think he's trying to keep the fans on site. I've seen a lot of that on today. Oh, he's a Villa fan, he's a Villa fan. Who cares if he's a Villa fan? He walked with that Blues badge on his chest with pride. He wants the fans back in the club because he knows what we can get. And unfortunately, sad to see him go. I appreciate everything he's done for the club, but it is time to move on, unfortunately. Fair enough, yeah. No, great. Great to have you on, Josh. Good opinions and everything. Glad to have you on. Perfect. Keep it on, lads. Thank you, mate. Thank Thank you for that. Uh, Let's get a bit of reaction from you guys then. Uh, Just try and find through some questions. Uh, Roughly about uh, just over 200 people watching right now. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, If you want to get your questions in, get your opinions in, we'll be flashing them up on the screen right now. Uh, So, yeah, Um, just a little bit of a reflection then, guys. Um, Obviously talking about certain things around the club. 
Um, do you think this will affect most of the players? Obviously, they have like a good affection, a sort of relation with John Eustace over the years, perhaps. Um, so what, what's your sort of feelings on the players? How do you feel like they're going to cope with this? I'm sure they would have known what's going on, surely, like. Surely, surely John himself would have probably told them if it, if it was if he found out yesterday he probably would have told them there and then or saw them today. Maybe that's why the announcement didn't come out till this morning because Eustace wanted to say goodbye to the players. I don't know. I'm only talking what I think maybe's. I don't know. I think it's going to be a big change. I think a lot of them players love Eustace, you know. But at the same time, it's. It's like Mark said, isn't it? Like it's football, and it is what it is. Like it's gonna happen. We've got to back it either way now. And yeah, my my opinion changes from second to second on this at the minute. Like I've just I've come to acceptance. It's happened. Whoever's gonna be the manager, we've got to back it. We're gonna go for it, and we'll see what happens. Can you? Uh, do you agree with that, Sam? Yeah, yeah. I think after listening to Mark and Josh, it's really interesting to see like the different sides that you know people taking like the opinions and everything and I think both of them raised really good points actually about you know what this means for like the bigger project of Birmingham but for me like I'm probably more scared about the appointment of Rooney than the sacking of Eustace if you know what I mean so it's like the ideas there about you know building this mentality or whatever but it's just the right person to execute that I just think now like it's really scary times because of his like track record Rooney and you know Mark was saying there about the fact that Eustace didn't have a track record or whatever but Eustace that was his first managerial job in the EFL you know with Rooney's first managerial job in the EFL it was a little bit different wasn't it and um, I just think that throughout all of this there's so many different opinions that are flying around in that but ultimately we all want what's best for Birmingham don't we and you know regardless of who's the manager we'll back them from the start and I just think hopefully as a fan base we do stay united throughout all of this and there isn't this whole Twitter meltdown if we lose to Millsborough or whatever and then we go like three four games without a win so I'm just hoping that the whole fan base stays united and I just really hope that we're wrong on this decision the fact that we think obviously sacking uses is wrong I'm hope that this decision is the right one mm-hmm yeah, I uh, got a comment here from Simon Ford saying the expectation now is higher than ever it's ever been in the last 10 years. Uh, I would rather build a team with our academy and experienced players and go up over time rather than move too fast. Um, so, Jamie, do you agree with that statement? Is it like... I um... very openly have said, like, if we were to some... And don't get me wrong, it's never going to happen. If we somehow went up this season with this team, I think we'd do, be doing exactly how the other promoted teams are doing right now in the league, if not worse. I'm not saying we've got a bad squad. I think we've got quite a good team. However, injury-prone, young, a lot of them are. I think you need to build a team over the next two to three years to even consider thinking about pushing. You know, like we said at the beginning of the season, didn't we? You give me anywhere 14th or above and I'll bite your hand off for it right now. So, mm-hmm. we just wanted stability in the club. And like, like we've said, Wagner knows what he's doing. The board know what they're doing. Is it sad? Yeah, it's... You never want you know, like... Mark said himself, he never wants to see another man lose his, lose his job. Do you know what I mean? It's not good, but we have to accept it and just get on with it at this point. That's mm-hmm. all I can really say at this point is just accept it, get on with it. As long as we're not hightailed into a relegation battle. I like, suppose that's always that's, the worry, That's, isn't that's it? all I care about. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you hit me that 50-point mark by beginning of March, sad, cool, fantastic, brilliant, all good. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam, just grow. Yeah, Sam, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I just hope that, like, obviously with the transfer windows that are coming up, that we don't take the approach that we did, like, in 2016-17, where we had Gianfranco Zola, and we obviously 
got a whole sort of new set of players in to play a different style of football. I think the one sort of saving grace of this is the fact that in the summer, the players were brought in to sort of carry out this style of football and the January transfers will hopefully just sort of add to it rather than just rip up the script and do something completely different. So I'm hoping that obviously the ideas I've got in their mind of how to play football aren't affected by sort of the windows and that we can carry on this recruitment because the recruitment's been great. You know, I, I saw something in the comments about Craig Gardner, you know, is his job safe or whatever, because you mm. really just don't know, do you? And um, I think that the whole squad that we're building at the moment, on paper, fantastic. It's just about the manager to carry it out. Uh-huh. Yeah, obviously with Rooney, so, um, we've got a, another comment here saying 27% win rate is not world-class. Obviously, I think that alludes to the fact that probably makes out as if like Rooney's probably not the right guy as well. So that sort of goes on that win record as well, doesn't it? There's, um... mm, yeah, yeah. The, the 27, 27% win record, that's just not good, is it? And um, it's something now that we have to sort of draw a line under what's happened in the past and we just have to carry on from here, back the team, back the squad and uh, see where we go from here, really. But it's it's uh, nervous times, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you're right, and twenty-seven percent is not a good ratio. However, me, I'm I'm very naive. I'll openly admit that I jump to the gun with my emotions very quickly when I think about football, and I haven't looked into it enough to go. And I said openly, Derby, yeah, we can give him that one. He walked into a team that was in the bin, and from what I'm seeing, DC United were pretty much the same kind of kettle of fish. They didn't give him any money. Here's what you got: deal with it. So maybe he will be all right. Maybe he will just turn out to be good, and it'll all be okay. And I've seen a few comments saying, well, Rooney isn't announced yet. It's going to be Rooney. Like, there is no like, there is no way it's not real. I mean, if it's not, I'm going to egg on my face and I, but it, I'm 95% certain it's going to be Rooney. Do you know what I mean? Like, that old Graham Potter appears out of a shadow somewhere. Like, I'd be happy to Larry, but that ain't going to happen, is it? Mm-hmm. Like... Let's get another fan's voice on then. Uh, we've got Aaron on the line here. Uh, one second. Sorry, I'm having to do everything myself as well tonight. Uh, add Aaron to the stage. There we go. Aaron, can you hear us, mate? Yep, even lads, can you hear me? One second. Yeah, Let me just do your microphone one second. Da, da, da. There we go. Right? Hello, Aaron. Hello, Aaron. How are you, mate? Uh, not too bad yourself. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, what's your uh, thoughts on Eustace's sacking then? Well, my initial reaction to that is, you know, it's completely crazy to be sacking a coach who's, one, we've got to remember, he's a young coach. You know, it's, this is probably his first, like, big major gig as a, at a football club. And, you know, he wasn't doing a bad job. You know, got us as far as he could or has done now. You know, top six. With the, with the squad we've got, probably realistically should be in and around the top half of the table. Mm-hmm. But I, I think more that people are concerned about is the timing of this. Um, I think to bring in someone now probably is the best time at this point in the season with the international break. Mm. Um, however, you know, it's a lot of people that would not agree with it and probably would have liked to have seen him given the full season to see what we could have achieved. How come you say that then? How do you think it's, the, why, why, how come you think it's the best time for the uh, replacement now then? Well, just because there's going to be enough time for anybody that does come in to instill their ideas as opposed to having a game come up coming in a few days. Um, mm-hmm. They'll have a full international break to get their ideas across and get to know the group. But obviously, the, the, the main issue for me is how the players are going to react. Obviously, they're mm-hmm. employed by the club. They're there to do a job for the club. But anyone could have seen that they were closely connected with Eustace and 
with the fans and I'm just worried, worried about how big of an impact that's going to be going forwards and are they going to react in the same way to Rooney if he does come in or anybody else? Do you think they'll gel with Rooney? I believe so, uh, given time, yes, but would it be on the same level that they had with Eustace? Maybe, maybe not, only time will tell. But yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, especially in terms of like the shape, do we keep it the same? Because why would change change something that's not necessarily broken, especially the past two games where we've been a, a lot more aggressive in our play, but still been defensively sound, which has been the case for most of the season, really. Mm-hmm. And I think the past five games before the the two that we've won in a row, maybe we've deserved a bit more than what we got. You know, the game at Preston, I think we didn't deserve to yeah. lose the the the, the free game goal by Bielik, kind of changed that game. And even in Watford, we were right up in, in, in until the end where Buchanan got the second yellow. Mm-hmm. It's sent off, and then you know it could have been a different story. Yeah, so it, it was a bit of a tricky one for Eustace to take, I suppose, towards the end of his last few games at Blues. Yeah, but I, I think it was you know kind of predetermined. Like a lot of people have been saying, maybe the the owners wanted their own man for quite a long time, and we're just waiting for the right opportunity to do so. Um, I think mm-hmm. a deal's already been done to bring someone else in because usually you wouldn't get rid of a manager without having someone else lined up straight away. Yeah, um, typically it's the way it works. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think they'll have someone. Well, I think it's going to be really, let's be honest, uh, lined mm-hmm. up, ready to go, and we'll just have to get behind him and see how he does with us. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Do you think then? Just asking. Do you think Norwich away was his nail in the coffin moment then? Uh, not necessarily. No, I don't. I don't. But the way we approached the game was probably wrong. You know, especially after they got hammered by Plymouth. The the game before but I, I don't I, I think it's been over the course of time that it wouldn't really matter what he's done I, I reckon he could have picked up points in all those games and they still would have been looking to make a change maybe they thought that he had a limit as a coach and we're looking you know I, I think I saw on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it now that people were mentioning that uh, you know Wagner and Co Tom Brady they're all winners and they didn't get to where they are by settling for average or okay and like Eustace was doing an okay job in their eyes but obviously appointing someone like Rooney who has a you know he's had a great playing career but obviously as a coach he's got a lot to prove and it's a big gamble on their part and you know to to try and achieve what we want to achieve over the course of what a three-year plan Mm -hmm. but this is we've got to remember this is year one of the three-year plan and is Rooney going to be able to deliver what they expect? Do you think he will be able to? Uh, to be honest, it's too early to say. I, I, I haven't watched many of the games that he's managed in, especially in the MLS. But, you know, at Derby, he would have got them mid-table if they didn't get that 21-point deduction. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if his play style... I think his play style will see what we've got. You know, the system, we've got fast, direct attacking players now compared to what we had in previous years but yeah any time will tell if you'll be able to deliver for us and what Tom Wagner and Knighthead want from the team mm-hmm. How do you feel like we're going to get on in this season then do you feel like we're going to be pushing on towards the top of the table do you feel like we're going well, to stall a little I, bit I, I think because of this decision now the, the expectation will be that we have to get top 10 or top 6 but I think most people will be happy for an improvement on that season I mean if you're not then you know I don't know what to say, but people should be. Well, I think we should be looking top 10, top 12 at least. And uh, I think this season we should be okay. I mean, 
considering like the injuries we've got now and the injuries that we could have, it's going to play a massive part because, you know, we've lost Buchanan for five or six weeks. They're still somehow two weeks away. Uh, Tyler Roberts, I forgot he even still played for us, to be honest. Yeah. And, you know, when these players start coming back in, you know, the squad's the squad is threatening and it's dangerous. And it's probably one of the better attacking lineups in the league at the moment. Yeah, it's such uh, a shame. Well, yeah. So, sorry, Tom, I just wanted to ask a question to Aaron. Um, what would you think, like, really would have to say any sort of, you know, he's going to have interviews with the club, isn't he, when he gets announced in the next few days? What would he have to say in this interview for you to go, right, okay, I believe in this project, I believe in this appointment? I think he's got to outline what he wants to get from the group and what he thinks that he can achieve with this team. You know, how he wants to play, how he's going to set us up and have an identity of what we're going to look like on the pitch. And also prove to everyone that he can motivate the team to get results. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, he's, he's had a track record, you know, like playing for Manchester United, obviously being involved with great coaches like Sir Alex, you know, he's seen it all on that side, but he hasn't been involved directly on that side, really. You know, he had a great effort at Derby to try and keep them up, which to be fair, he almost did at one point. There was a stage in the season where he wasn't that far away. But in, in terms of that side, you know, he's got a lot to prove and I, I hope he can do it for us. You know, I'll, I'll get behind him if, if he does come in, but we'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if there's anybody uh, has got some questions in the comments section here. Uh oh here we go uh we've got a question here from tom uh saying i fully understand they're businessmen and successful ones at that but they're showing that they're not football men and that knowing and their knowledge is lacking would be interesting to know cook's stance uh aaron your thoughts on that comment there yeah i agree with that you know uh, you know tom magna's not a football man he's like a businessman but that's why they're bringing in people like cook to to oversee like the football side of things you know cook's got great experience yeah, Manchester City in the Saudi League. And I think he's going to be the key to determine how successful we are over the next couple of years. Um, obviously, this this is a big call for him to bring in somebody else. And it's, you know, it's going to be kind of his responsibility to, to make sure that it goes well. Um, but I think in terms of the football inside, I think we should have enough, you know, experience in there to make this, like, make sure that we're not another catastrophe or another BSHL era. Hmm. I've got another question here. Do you think if Eustace would, had dropped Hogan sooner, we wouldn't we would have had better results? It's your question, Jamie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I think the issue. I don't know. Like, this is the issue. I think. So. My, I can't answer that question without. Absolutely <laughs> my head, so there's just no point me even going there. But I'll just put my idea. We all know what I'm thinking. We all know what I want to say, and it's probably yes, in my humble opinion. I, I, yes, I will answer another that. another man's job. Cool. <laughs> there we go. I will. I will put my uh, thoughts forward for that. I I personally believe yes, that is he probably should have played Stansfield instead, um, mainly because I don't think Hogan was, you know, I don't think it was his fault for why we weren't playing. Um, why we weren't winning games because you know everybody had chances in games of course you know the reason we um, Stansfield had chances in the game against Watford um, and obviously it all comes down to whether we can keep the ball out of the back of net as well but I feel he's done his own he's his own downfall Eustace in the fact that he played Scott Hogan up through the centre and tried to 
sort of shoehorn Stansfield in as well, where in reality, the team should have been changed way before that. You know, we had opportunities at Norwich to change it. We spoke about it on the podcast about talking about mixing it up, getting a 4-2-3-1 in, getting the wide, fast players in like Dembele and Miyoshi. Um, and perhaps he did leave it a little bit too late in the end. I mean, Aaron, what's your thoughts on this? I think in terms of Hogan, you know, he's a, he's a massive, massive confidence player and you know, the past couple of games, he hasn't fired at all. And I think what Eustace saw like previous over the course of like the last 15 months is that Hogan was a, a key part in the way that he wanted to play in terms of pressing from the front, you know, because he does work hard as a player. But I think ultimately starting him every game when he's not scoring goals and missing the, you know, it's, it's not like he hasn't had any chances. You know, in previous seasons, maybe we haven't given him the service that he needs to score the goals. But this season, he's had chances. He hasn't taken those chances. And he should have been dropped a lot earlier than he was, you know, because we've seen Stansfield has been the brightest spark in this side so far for me. And maybe would he, he would have taken some of those chances that Hogan missed earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Sam, do you agree? Yeah, yeah. I echo the thoughts of all you guys and the fact that, you know, there were plenty of sort of opportunities this season where you think, oh, if Hogan would have scored this, we would have got a couple more points. Um, I think to the QPR game, the nil-nil, you know, that chance where it got slid over to him. And then he was one-on-one with a keeper and then Begovic managed to get a hand on it. And it's just those sort of things, really, that if that goes in, we win 1-0, maybe a bit of a different story. But it's all good saying, you know, the efforts are made. But at the end of the day, you know, it is a team sport, isn't it? And I suppose everybody played a part in some way in, in, in what's happened. And you can't really single it down to one player. But I would say that there is, you know, one player that has had chances in front of goal and not taken them. So it's one of the things where, Obviously, we've got to look at the whole squad, but yeah, individuals that have, you know not really performed necessarily in the past. It's it's that thing where we can sort of link back to them again and see what's happened. Yeah, well, thank you very much, Aaron, for coming on. Thank you for taking the time awesome, out to join us here, man. Thank you, thank Aaron. you very Cheers, much, You yep. too, man. Thank you, you for that. Yeah, so I think I think we've mostly covered everything there. Anything to sort of round this podcast off, guys? silence <laughs> it's almost like this it's almost like there's everything and nothing to talk about if you know what i mean it's like there we could there's so many avenues we could go down in that but it's just every, everybody's got different opinions and it, it's such a topic where like you know what month we we're in october and we're already sort of having this thing where just the whole season's coming to question and uh oh it's going to be interesting to see what the future holds that's for sure mm-hmm. jamie any fi- uh closing thoughts mm, it's such a difficult one. I'd be interested to see how he's going to get on whoever whoever it is because they haven't announced the manager yet, have they? But it's definitely not going to be Wayne Rooney, is it? Like, whoever walks in when they get a fully fit squad, minus, obviously, Tyler Tinman Roberts, who's basically made of glass. Like, you know, when he gets most of them back fit, I will be interested to see how we get on because we have got a very, very good squad, in my opinion. One of the best we've had for a very long time. Um, so, yeah, I think... Was this sacking inevitable? I don't think it, I think timing and stuff, it was clearly decided weeks ago. Clearly. Mm. I think the QPR nil nil probably cost it. I think going defensive against Norwich, maybe when you've just, you know, had six put past them was probably the downfall moment. But yeah, it's one of them. Like, I've more enjoyed, to be honest, I've enjoyed this a lot. Uh, I've more enjoyed watching the uh, comments on the side because it's been really fun to watch. I've just been watching people. There's some of them laugh so hour. much. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching some of them and I'm just like, Oh yeah, same. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we will do more of these if you guys are interested in this. Uh, it's our first time in doing this, um, so apologies for some of the um, bad audio and perhaps um, the intro as well was a bit all over the place. But, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, before we end, uh, Jamie, Sam, give us your predictions for Middlesbrough because uh, it is a while away, but we will be doing a podcast uh, for that as well. Um, but with it all being so uh, up in the air at the moment and with no entire you know absolute certainty just yet what is going to happen on that day <laughs> oh my word go on Sam you got this lad on you but um I'm gonna say well if we're going with this no fear approach or whatever I'm expecting goals put it that way I'm not expecting mm. goals at both ends so I'm gonna be optimistic and not say that we're gonna lose but I'm not gonna say we're gonna win either so I'm gonna say 2-2 two, two. oh okay 2-2 two, two. Jamie you sure you're not gonna give one um I mean, we all know, every time I've done this, I've never once said Birmingham will lose. I just can't, I haven't got it in my soul to say to ever say we're going to lose. I mean, I'm hopeful for a new manager bounce, and I'm hopeful that we absolutely just shite out a 2-1 over there, do you know what I mean? But I take a point, you know, like, this is a really difficult run of games we're going to have when we come back. I'm hopeful that, you know, there's a change in the times, and we actually come back from an international break and remember how to play football. Yeah, that'd be nice, be helpful. Um, and you never know, I could be eating my words very happily in two weeks' time and going, well, God, would you look at that Ogan Bangto? Okay. Like, so it could be one of them. We'll have to just wait and see to see what happens now for the season. But I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say we, we'll nick it 2-1. We just have that about us sometimes. Mm-hmm. Play like we did against Preston away. Play like we did the last two home games. Just get at teams. That's all we want. Just get mm. at teams. Go aggressive and just go for it. You yeah. know, you can't sit back on a counter attack and then go. What do you mean we've conceded? But no, just just get at them. Mm-hmm. It? Like, like, it is what yeah. it is. Two one blues. Why not? I might agree with you on that. I think two one sounds like a probable scoreline. Actually, um, obviously everything's very much in the air. A lot of this, uh, a lot of what's been spoken today has been all um, speculation and everything. But um, nothing, no hard concrete facts have come out just yet. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode, this live episode of the Blues Focus podcast. We will be back uh, sometime soon towards the Middlesbrough game. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening and keep right on. Keep right keep on, on, bud. Sports Social Podcast Network. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.